let yourself, what, what you've accomplished now in your life, where you went to college and the whole thing. Yeah, I was, uh, I was very young whenever I was running still with coach. Um, a lot happened, I broke my leg, had like 10 surgeries on it, body competition changed, and I became a thrower later on. Um, but in high school I did basketball, um, I still did track, and then I went to Louisiana Tech and I was a thrower. And I was blessed to have a scholarship, but I was more focused on my academics. And so I ended up finishing all four years with a 4.0. And then I went to... <laughs> and from all the therapy I had to do with my leg, I was just so interested in the human body. And I went to Rockhurst for my doctor of physical therapy. And so now I'm two years out um, from my doctor of physical therapy and traveling around and helping patients every day. So it went from track to yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, someone told me a long time ago, if you put your kids around the right people, they'll be successful. We'll get some guys up here one of these days because it's getting off balance. <laughs> one of the things that bothers me, uh, Brother DJ is doing a class back there for the young people today that are in school on peer pressure and how to deal with it. And one of the things that bothers me is how some of adults are still carrying the burdens and the pain of their yesterday. And we have, Satan is called the accuser. And y'all know what an accuser is. And he tries to get in your ear. He wants to get in your ear and accuse you of things so that it paralyzes you so that you can't go forward. It's like the one scripture says, uh, uh, we are new creatures, new creatures, am I too close to something? We're, all right, we're new creatures in Christ, right? Old things pass away, and all things become new. That's when you get saved. That's where it's supposed to be. But just because old things have passed away and things are trying to come new, the accuser still tries to kick you backwards. And he, he can get in your ear, and you forget everything that you have been taught, okay? about Christ and about being saved. Are y'all with me? And so this is why, and I wanna say this here, okay? This is why there's so many, okay, men that are paralyzed. And it's really with men that are paralyzed is because the accuser. And this is why so many women are paralyzed, the accuser. Because the accuser is going to tell you that you are still condemned by what you did do, even though you're saved. You remember, even though you're saved, Satan does not give up on you. So he does everything he can to get in your ear. You understand what I'm saying? And, and I've, I've seen it in this church, and our counselor is doing an incredible job of trying to help us to deal with that. And uh, we, we, we've got to people, you, you lose your power. You lose your power when you let him in your ear because he wants to do everything. To, he's trying to destroy us. 
He's trying to take away our power. Now, if you live it in your yesterday, you have no power because you're not a new creature in Christ, all right? So what he wants to do is uh, condemn you. He's, he wants to say, you can't be a pastor. You remember when you've done such and such, all right? You can't be... You can't make the transition to be a good father. You wasn't a good father of the other kids. You can't be a, a good mother. You wasn't, you see, he keeps trying to tell you that. Don't listen to what they say up there. Don't listen to what the Bible says. You need, that's just talking. They just talking. That's not real. That's what the accuser does. And I can look around and I know that some of you in here are not as free at and it's powerful. The Bible says I'm free, free indeed. In Christ, but it's in Christ Jesus, okay? Your religion won't get it. Religion has no, religion won't cut it. You know, you got to be saved, sanctified, right? And filled with the Holy Ghost, all right? And so once you do that, he's still not going to quit talking to you. But the Holy Spirit will take you back to the Word of God, and who Jesus Christ was and what he done and the price he paid to free you from your yesterday. You see, there's one thing about everybody in here, no matter what level they are in their spirituality, we all came from something. We, we all came from something. And see, the only difference between some of us in here, and I got to say some of us in here, that we are doing God's work is we don't allow the accuser to take us back all right, into our yesterday and rob us of our future. And so what I'm, the, the uh, condemnation, you could read the commentary, yes, please. Yes, condemnation is to pronounce to be guilty. So he wants you to still have guilt. You see, there's no guilt if you've been born again and repented of your sins and took Jesus Christ, your first Lord and Savior, and asked him to be the governor of your life, right? and to sentence to punishment. And he's telling you that God is not going to bless you. you he's going to, you're punished. That's where you're at right now because he wants you to stay right there. There are tremendously successful folks that will never be successful because they believe this lie. In church. All right? Or to pass judgment against. See, so the accuser is still doing what? Passing judgment against you. He's trying to steal what happened on Calvary and in the tomb and the resurrection from you. Mm -hmm. He's trying to steal the power of the blood of Jesus from what it does for you. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's his job. All right? Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. So Satan is called accuser of the brethren. Now, uh, who's writing this? Where am I coming from? All right? Paul's writing this. So Satan is accuser of the brethren. And he, when he says brethren, he's talking about church folk. Yeah. He's talking about church. Satan does more work with church folks than people outside. Why would he do work with somebody he already got? You see? So he's doing everything he can to destroy the brethren and the sister. <laughs> right? Are y'all with me? All right. And it goes on to say, he is like a prosecutor who finds faults, points the finger of blame, accuses us of guilt, and he wants the death penalty. Death means separated from Christ. You see all of these things? Have some of you experienced that? When you get, see, so you get alone sometimes and, you, and if, if you're not careful, you start thinking about your past. Who's in your ear? He gets in your ear and guess what he's doing? He's robbing you of your future. All right? 
I, tell I used to tell the kids all the time, everybody got pole. And they said, what do you mean, coach? I said, potential, but everybody don't reach it, their goal. But here, we're going to take your pole, and we're going to reach those goals. Yeah, right. And you see my athletes when they come up here, where they at. Well, I expect my congregation to be the same kind of folks, all right? Because Satan's a liar, and the truth ain't in him. But he never stops. And what we get in trouble sometimes, we think he stops. No, he doesn't. There ain't nothing greater for him than to tear down a Christian. All right? All right, let's turn to Romans 8, coming from the NIV, starting at verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Well, then there's no what? Condemnation. Well, why are you letting him, the accuser tell you there is? Just as pastors up here dealing with this, and we're chief reading, we're getting this from different guys, somebody's going to go home. And he's going to try to steal it from you. Somebody will be texting you. Call, I guess you, people call, still I do, but somebody will be calling you to do what? To steal. Steal. Satan's in your ear. See, uh, you in, if you're in Christ, therefore now there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Once you get in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation in you, but you've got to put that in your heart, your mind, and your spirit because the accuser hates that. All right? And from the message, it says, with the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. It's, it's, it's resolved. Mm -hmm. right. That thing's over. Yes. You see? All right. Why yes. you keep paying for the same bill twice? <laughs> right. Some of you keep paying for it more. You keep paying it over and over and over and over again. It's all paid for. Right. I know a lot of you probably got some money in here, but if you want to pay your... Saying, Bill, try to send it to my house. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in here would pay this. Well, I hope nobody in here would pay the same bill twice, right? right. So why are you paying the same spiritual bill twice? Because you're allowing the accuser to tell you that you owe something. You owe pain and you owe guilt and you owe shame. And so you try to, you, you, you get stagnant and you start feeling sorry for yourself. You start crying. And then Jesus is trying to tell you in the scriptures, the word of God is trying to tell you, it's paid in full. But yet you're trying to pay it again because the accuser's in your ear. All right? Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. So why are you lying that black cloud? That black cloud to still cover your life. Some of you know what I'm talking about, because you're living it now. We're going to get rid of that today. No, that black cloud should be gone. That's why the Bible says confess your sins to one another, and God will justly forgive you of your sins, you see? But if you don't do the right thing to get Christ in your life, that, you're going to live with that dark cloud forever. There are people that take it to their grave. But we shouldn't do that. You believe in the gospel? then trust the gospel. Get the accuser out of your ear. Okay? Then it says a new power is in operation. You got what? There is a new power that's in operation. You used to be, I can't, shoulda, woulda, coulda, it's gone. There's a new power in operation in you, and now you become a daughter of Christ. 
right? A daughter of God, a son of God. What are you doing with your life? Why are you listening to that foolishness? Don't listen to him. You see, the young lady, I didn't get to hear it all because I went out and came back in. Sister Evelyn was telling make a difference. You can't let your past, uh-uh. Now I'm victory over my past. I teach other people how to be victory over their past through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was scared to speak at one time. Didn't want to get up in front of people and speak at one time. Didn't think I was qualified at one time. Didn't think I was pretty enough at one time. Didn't think I was this at one time because Satan was in my ear. You see? And he was accusing me. They're not going to listen to you. Why would they listen to you? When, when I heard her talk about it, why are they going to listen to a black woman? From Kansas City. Come on. That's what the accuser say. That's what the accuser tell you. The accuser tell you you're not fit, you're not worth it. But the Bible says you bought with a price. Which one are you going to believe? The one you believe today is the one that'll change your life. You're either going to go and stay under that dark cloud or you get free from it. You have no cloudy days. Are y'all with me? You can tell somebody, yeah, I used to be like that. The storm has passed. There's no more dark clouds in my life because I've been freed of all the darkness of my past. Are y'all with me this morning? All right. I could have been a better mother. I could have been a better father. A grand. No, 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 no. Could have, should have. We passed all that now. Yeah, I'm going to be what God has called me to be now. I'm living in the now, not the yesterday. You see? Anybody that hadn't failed at anything ain't done nothing. That's a fact. Go ahead. <laughs> and again from the Amplified says, therefore there is now no condemnation. It says what? Therefore there's no what? Condemnation. That means no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus. So there's no what? Come on. No guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus. So why are you letting your past punish you? You know why? Because the accuser, you remember now, the accuser talks to you and he gets into your thought pattern, right? And so as a man or woman thinks she or he is, so they become. So he gets in your thought pattern and once he gets in your thought pattern and because the accuser gets in your thought pattern, let's guess what happens to you? You get stagnant. All right? And those who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. But you got to believe in him as your what? Lord and Savior. Personal Lord and Savior. This is a personal thing. You believe in him as your personal Lord and Savior. Keep reading. I don't know where I'm at. Don't Verse 2 says, Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from Say, the I'm law free. of sin. I'm free. All right. From the law of sin and death. So we set free from the law of sin and death. That can be spiritual death. We know the physical thing in heaven, but I'm talking about spiritual death also. I'm set free from that. You're alive in Christ. You should live like you're alive in Christ. Satan is lying to you, and he's lying to y'all. I'm telling you, he's lying to you. You're better than that. You See, the accuser gets in, and he gets into your conscience and into your spirit, and you start thinking you nothing. You will become nothing, because so is a man thinking, so is he. You see, there, you know, uh, and I'm using the same parable. parable. When the slaves were set free, do you know some of the slaves stayed 
because they didn't want to get beyond what they were. They were comfortable with what they had. That's a true story. They were comfortable. With, well, some people, Christians, are still you in, are living like you in slavery, and Jesus Christ has come and set you free, but the choice is yours whether you want to accept him as your personal Lord and Savior and be free, or you want to listen to the accuser and be stagnant. It's on you. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. You had a sin offering. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ was a sin offering for your sins. Yes. He paid the price. And it's the way you're going to say thank you by living still in darkness and not accepting the price that he paid for you? That don't make sense to me. You see, sometimes God, and I know people wonder why God takes some of the worst people and put them in the pulpit. Because some of the worst people were the worst people. But when they came to Christ and gave their life to Christ, repented of their sins, and God baptized them with the Holy Spirit and set them free, then they were able to talk about what it feels like to free because the person has been a slave. When they get freedom, they know what it really feels like to be free. All right? And so he condemned sin in the flesh. He condemned sin where? In the flesh. Where? In the flesh. It say it, my flesh. He condemned sin in my flesh. In my it's flesh. personal. Some things you need to take, take it personal. You know, I love sports. There was a track team out of St. Louis. It was an all-girls track team, and they brought, it, they brought them in at Blue Springs to, to uh, run against the girls in Kansas City. And you know what the girls from that little school in St. Louis had? On the back, take it personal. They're letting it because they were saying that's the only thing you're gonna read. You understand? Satan, take it personal. I'm free and I'm free indeed, and you'll never enslave me again. Jesus Christ has set me free. Take it personal. You see, because all the thing he can see now is my back. Can I say the only thing he can see is my butt in? because I'm going straight ahead. I would say something else, but uh, straight ahead. Because sometimes I talk to the devil. Y'all hear me talk to the devil at home. He said, he is plumb crazy. Right. He has no business in your life, in front of you, stagnating you and keeping you from your future to live a free and God life. Yes, you are victorious in Christ Jesus. Live it, believe it, and live it. You see? You deserve it. Ask me why. If you didn't, would God die, send his only begotten son to die for you? Right. You deserve it. You were bought with a price. All right? Again, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to we the We live spirit. according to what? The, spirit. the big one. We live according to the spirit. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care. It happened immediately. If you get this message I'm talking about, for you, yes, for you. God doesn't care where you was at last night. He's only concerned about where you're at now. You see? When I first, you know, got baptized and, you know, and uh, I didn't have a, um, I didn't wear any baptismal clothes, did I? So, you know, I was clean. It was Easter. I got baptized in the suit that I wore to church. Because that was important. That's a true story, because that is important to me, because you know, I ain't one people care about people think about me anyway. 
I said, they were talking about how good he was, how real he was. I knew what I was, but they were, the pastor was teaching what you could be. I'm trying to tell all of you, you're better than where you're at. I don't care how good you are right now, you ain't dead. So you keep moving forward and you keep telling Satan back here, take it personal. All right, go ahead. Verse 5 tells us those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on yeah, what the flesh desires. And been, been there. How many people know what I'm talking about? When you was living according to the flesh and you were doing everything, uh, the flesh and, 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 you know, we, this is what gets me in church. You know, before we, now nothing wrong with going and having a nice time if you know how to do it. But be, we wasn't shamed about nothing we ever done when we was in the flesh. Right? Yeah, but you know, you people people get a you know a little tips they go out and dance to who should have never got up out that seat. <laughs> right? And wasn't shamed at all, right? Get saved, brother Isaac, and scared to do this in church. That just blows my mind. You see, right? I want you to get happy and full of joy. The enemy. It's defeated. Yes. Act like it. Amen. You see, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey talking. They won the Super Bowl last year. And they asked uh, Kelsey, and he said, well, I'm, I've had a good time enjoying myself. He said it yesterday. He said, but that's all over now. We got to get ready for the next one. I don't care how good your life is, how bad it is, you ready for the next one because it's going to be better than the one you just won. You see? If I'm a young person in here, hey, and I've made a lot of mistakes, that's, that's done. I want that new life Pastor Fields is talking about up in here. You understand what I'm talking about? All right. I told a couple of good singers in here, I told them both not at the same time, because they just now getting their mature voice. See, I've been listening to music forever, real singers, you know, like Nancy Wilson and all those kind of people and th those old singers who could sing. Uh, and that was Kim and Isaac, because you can watch Kim's voice. Her voice is more mature now, because real good jazz singers, that's what I was talking about. And religion, their voice gets mature in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. We all know that, because we're still listening at them. Yeah, you know that? I won't name them all, because I don't want to embarrass y'all to think that I've, you know, most of y'all think I've been listening to Christian music. All my life. Go ahead. Those who are y'all with me? Yes. I don't care how good you are, how good it is. I don't care if it's your marriage or whatever it is. It's got to get better because God wants it better. Right? Yes, Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit says. And we got our minds set on what the Spirit says. And ain't no place in here where it says quit. I tell these people, what, you know what retirement means? I can do anything I want. That's what retirement means. It don't mean you stop. It just means I'm retired now, and I can do anything I want. Does that make sense? Oh, I can go get a lesser job, making less of money, but I can do something I want because I'm retired now. I've, made, I've worked it, and I've, I deserve it. Make sense? I, they asked me, my, some of my classmates had asked me, when do you think you're going to retire? I said, when I can't talk, walk, and think. <laughs> this ain't the railroad. You see? I feel better now. I think I'm just now coming into my prime. <laughs> oh, you're talking about. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Verse 6 states, the mind governed by the flesh is death. Yeah, we... But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. You got life and peace. Yeah. One of the things that Jesus Christ said when he left, and I love this one, and I have this, he says, in my peace I live with you. Yes, but guess why I have peace? I don't listen to the accuser. I listen to the Holy Spirit. All right. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. Oh, yeah. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Been that person. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Been that person. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. So what are you in? The realm of the spirit. And if indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death, we're all going to do that because of sin, we're going to die. Mm -hmm. The Spirit gives us life because of righteousness. You have life. Living life. Got peace, just life. Go ahead, Levin. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Now, we're talking about the Holy Ghost. We don't talk about the Holy Ghost enough in churches anymore. We're talking about the Holy Ghost. All right? He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Yeah. Say, I got life. I got life. I got life. I got life. Say, thank God for that. Yes. Right. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh. Not to the flesh anymore. That's right, to live according to it. We don't live according to the flesh, and that's, that's desires and attitudes and all that stuff. We don't live in that anymore. But what do we do? For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. We live. I want to live. He's talking spiritually here. You ought to just feel good about it. I was just so grateful that some of you all showed, many of you all showed up in the rain. Come, some folks say, well, you know it's raining outside. <laughs> you know, I, when, I, when I used to coach, Sister Evelyn, uh, they would come to me and say, coach, it's raining. I said, you ever take a shower? <laughs> just water, you see? But y'all here, and you're here because you want something to help empower your life. And we'd stay in here the rest of the day. Till the stock rain. They say it's going to pass over. Well, the storms of life have passed over mine so many times. Every time the storms, I just wait for it to go. We do that in here. Right? Because the storm can't kill me. Because I live by the Spirit. And the Spirit of God is the only one who can tell me the end. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Verse 14 tells us, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Repeat after me. I am led by the Spirit of God. I am led by the Spirit of God. Therefore, Therefore I'm a child, I'm a child of, God. of God. Give God a hand clap. All right. Now verse 12 through 14 from the message puts it this way. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? You don't owe your old life nothing. Why are you trying to pay for your old life? Somebody look at me. Why are you trying to pay for your old life? You know better. You can't buy back what you've done in your past. 
I tell people all the time, you can say you're sorry, but sorry doesn't change nothing because the pain you put in somebody. You can't buy that back. You can't buy back. I don't love this old, my whole life, nothing. There's nothing in it for us. Nothing at all. That's what it says. Nothing in your whole life matters. Nothing at all. Do it all that. I want y'all to start walking out here and just living like you're supposed to live. Get excited about life. Right? Okay. And it says the best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. Bury it. <laughs> Bury it. <laughs> Bury it. And put some dust to dust, blah, blah, blah. Old life, you are dead and buried. You're, you're gone. Period. I told somebody one time, you need to go to cemetery. And they looked at me, Sister Cole, and like, what are you talking about? I said, you need to have a funeral and bury your old life. Because it, it's, it's start stinking when it, I said some other things too, but you know me. But here's the thing, you know, what are you living there for? Why are you living there? Yes, you had an abortion, but you can't do nothing about it now. Right? You understand it? Yes, you got a divorce, you can't do nothing about it now. You see, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you were a, mm-hmm, you can't do nothing about it now. Right? Live new. Live a new life. You see? And you know when you got a good life is come people start saying, well, you think you're better than us. Yeah. Because the old me is not the person you see. And so I can't feel you. You see? Question that who's in your ear? You owe your old life nothing. Some people say, well, you know, so-and-so done something for me back in the day. Well, that's back in the day. They ain't done nothing for you in the new day. I don't know anything about back in the day. All right, there's some things that I've done in my life. I'm glad that Jesus Christ paid for it. And there's one thing for me. Now, y'all may not be this. One thing I thank God for. Ask me what? What? He don't give me what I deserve. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Go ahead. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. Y'all got things to do and places to go. You got today and tomorrow. You can't go backwards. You got things to do and things to go. When you retire, remember that. Now you can do, you got things to do, more things to do. Places to go, things to do, things to get excited about. Life doesn't end when you retire. It means that you can do some of the things that God has called you to do. And sometimes he lets you do that and you got your finances and things together because now you can really focus on what he would have you to do. All right. Verse 15, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves. I'm no slave anymore. Say that. I'm not a slave anymore. I'm not a slave anymore. All right. So that you live in fear again. We don't, I'm not going to live in spirit of fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. Now, I'm a child of God. I'm his son. All right, men. Most of us didn't have good fathers. All right? When you get born again, you have a great father. You ain't fatherless. You're a son to the father. Are you with me? All right. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Which means, all right, that's all right. Keep going, I'm sorry. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Whose child are you? God. Whose child are you? God. 
Who shall are you? So don't be mad at the parents that didn't give you what you needed. You're doing all right now, ain't you? They can't give you what he's giving you. You see? I never saw my father, you all know that, never knew him. I'm not one of these people, I wish to, what's that thing they call ancestry? Uh, are you with me? Yeah, our ancestry, I go to the book. And it tells me who my father really is. Because even if you had a good father, he wasn't a godfather. He can't do what God can do for you. Do you understand? That's who my ancestry is. That's good. I should be a pastor. All right, keep going. That was pretty good. Now, again, from the passion. I'm getting ready to end it up. Take your time. That's it. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. What? Leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. That's what some churches do. You got to do this and do that and do this and that. And you think, well, I can't be that. No, it's religious duty. Man's way to reach God is religion. God's way for man to reach him is faith. I have faith. That's what we got to have. Come on, sisters. Come on, sisters and brothers. And you know what's sad about it? This message, somebody's not going to get it and go right on back to yesterday. You may get a telephone call or text, somebody taking you backwards. You know what to tell them? You're a liar. I went to church this morning, and I heard what the pastor said and the preacher said and what was read from the scriptures. I ain't going back there with you. Okay. Here we go. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Yeah. Enfolding you into the family of God. I'm into the family of God. Yes. Y'all love me? Amen. Then you love each other, don't you? Amen. We got a family. I think our sister said her church family. Did she not say that? Yes. We family. Some people, the only family they have is church family. And thank God. Yes. <laughs> All right. And you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. We have a beloved father. You know, I love that little song, Yes, Jesus Loves Me. I got love. He doesn't condemn me, tell me what I should have, could have, would have. He loves me. You remember that? He loves me, he loves me not. You know, no. I ain't got to play no games with him. He loves me. All right. Verse 16, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And I'm going to read it for you. Listen to me. The, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to you. And he's whispering to you, to your innermost being, you are my beloved child. Amen. Give God a hand, clap for love. And last verse 17. Now we are, we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Man, that's deep. Co-heirs with Christ. Mm -hmm. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Yes. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Wow. God, God's good. That's 